I'm going to just jump right in. Last week, I shared this verse, and uh, it's, it's just one line out of, out of Luke 8, 18, and it says this, Consider carefully how you will listen. Consider carefully how you will listen. This is part of the words of, of Jesus, and we last week started a, a theme um, uh, called attentiveness, and talked last week about the power of listening, the power of listening. Does anybody remember what we said last week? I, that was a trick question. See, uh, was anybody paying attention? <laughs> was anybody listening? So I left you off with some homework, and I heard that a few people did this. So this is what we left off with last week, the, pra- the practicing attentiveness. One, to do like an audit. What are the things that distract you? And to write, write down literally like what consumes my mind, what consumes my attention, whether it's entertainment or Netflix or news or other things. Uh, and then an audit in terms of what am I listening to regularly during the day or during the week? And not just the things like radio or TV, but what do I absorb in terms of information? So we invited you to do an audit. I wonder, I would, you know, it would be great to hear how some of that went uh, with some of you. And, and if you didn't do it, I'm going to just ask you to do it again this week, because what's the point? We just got to keep doing this. But here's the audit. Then we invited people to practice five minutes of silence every day and to help you in those moments of silence, just to use the phrase, Jesus, still me. Jesus, still me. And uh, I know of a few that actually practice that every day, and I did my best to, to take that time. Uh, we even did it at the office uh, this week. And, uh, and just to pause and, be, and, and practice silence. Um, and then we said at the end of that to pray, Lord, what am I missing? What am I missing? Uh, that's how we left off last week. And I was chatting with someone at the end of the gathering last week, and he, he said, man, Dave, he said, it's like you were really, it, were you preaching to yourself today, you know? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, I just got this sense. And I says, yeah, well, I, actually, most Sundays I preach to myself first um, because I need it as much or more than anybody. And, uh, and yeah, probably this theme and, and last week's message, I probably preached that to myself harder than I preached it to you because it's something uh, that I long for in my own life. And here's the reason why, because this is a battle. It's really a battle. The, 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 the posture of listening, which we want to get into today, paying attention to your surroundings, paying attention to your world, paying attention to other people in your life, paying attention to what's going on in yourself, paying attention to God and what he is doing in and through you and around you, it is a battle to pay attention. It is a battle to be attentive it's, it's hard. It, it, this does not only affect grade 9, 10, or 11 students or, or high school students. It, it affects all of us. And I know that there's teens in our gathering today. And, and, uh, and this, I know the difficulty of what it means to, to pay attention. Yes, yeah, school is one thing, but just for all of life. What's going on around us and what is God doing in and through us? And I, I believe, uh, we kind of highlighted this last week, that most of us have hit obstacles in life because we weren't paying attention. Maybe some of us experienced unnecessary pain. There was a, a picture that went around this week. I don't know if it was a video or a picture of a lady who was on her cell phone, and she literally fell through one of those, those openings in the street like they have in New York where they go down into the basements. So she was, in there, she was on her cell phone. I know it sounds funny. I mean, I'm assuming she probably got hurt, but literally she like fell down the hole into the stairs down into the... because she was on her phone. We... We've experienced unnecessary pain, not just physical, but emotional, spiritual, relational, because we weren't paying attention, missed opportunities. We've hit obstacles in our relationship with God, 
and how he wants to grow our hearts. Listening to his direction, his affirmation, his encouragement, his voice, even his correction, because at times we haven't been paying attention. And that's why this is a battle. That's why it's so vital that we, we learn to grow in the art of listening. Today I want to unpack the word we used last week, the posture of listening. And I want to go back to Mary and Martha's story. I read it last week and encourage you, if you weren't here last week, to listen to last week's podcast and to, to read through all of Luke chapter uh, 10, verse 38 to 42. But I just want to recap the story. Jesus and his disciples are on a journey and um, this, this uh, Mar- Martha actually you know, welcomes them into her home and her and her sister Mary are there and uh, they get all, Martha gets all busy preparing things for these new guests, Jesus and the disciples. But Mary sits there wanting to absorb and listen to Jesus. And we get this, this, um, this kind of tension that goes on in that situation between Martha and Mary, because Mary's not preparing the salad and Martha's doing all the work. And, and the, the fact that Mary's just kind of sitting there. And we, we talked last week how that was a radical um, you know, position to take for Mary in a culture that was very dominated by men at the time to sit and listen to this teacher, rabbi, Jesus, who's sitting there. And it was also a radical posture to take because, in a sense, she's like, I'm going to do this, and I'm not going to do this stuff. And we see what, what's happening there. And here's the, two, the difference between the both of them. It's in verse 39 and 40, and, and the words jump out at us. Here's, she had a sister called Mary, Martha had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. That was Mary's posture. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Here is the the difference in that scene between both Martha and Mary. The difference between listening, paying attention, attentiveness, and the distractions around us at all times. Last week we mentioned three barriers to listening. We mentioned the information overload in our culture. We mentioned the busyness in our culture. And we mentioned the distractions at times in our culture and entertainment and social media and things like that. So we talked about those barriers last week. And I, and I have a sense that some of you were like, hey, Dave, that's cool. None of that affects me. I bet there were some of you that, that probably were feeling good about yourself, saying, none of that affects me. I, I watch very little TV. I don't even have a Facebook account. I have no clue what Instagram is. And uh, I don't know what Beyonce did last week, and I don't care. And, and um, maybe there's a song about that too. But, but, and I only watch the 6 p.m. news for 25 minutes, and then that's it. I don't, I don't, I'm not absorbed in that stuff. And so maybe you're a distraction snob. You're like, this doesn't affect me. Whatever, don't be offended. Today, I hope to get it under your skin because, because we can list some of these barriers and say, oh, that doesn't affect me. But there's other ways that we get distracted. There's other ways. And we're going to see this as we unpack how Mary listened and the posture she took and some of the distractions that she could have fallen prey to. And so I want to I talk about that. And, and I want to just read a phrase for you that I think will help you. And I wrote this this way. Until we become intentional listeners, we will not become natural listeners. Until we become intentional listeners, we will not become natural listeners. It's the idea that until I become intentional with something, with a practice, it will never become natural for me. You can apply that to so many things, but we can apply it to the, the, the beauty and purpose of attentiveness. Uh, my wife and I spent um, about a week 
together away a few, few weeks just after Easter, and it was a ministry uh, and marriage kind of renewal week, and it was great. And, and uh, we sat down, um, my wife and I, with, uh, with um, a counselor, and, and this, this environment was really, really beautiful. But the first day and a half, basically, they, you know, they really ask you to share your stories. So first, the first day and a half, my wife shared her story, and I literally sat like all day the first day, and I just listened. That was very hard for me. Like, literally, I, I hardly said a word. I just, like, and then the next morning we got back, and, we're, and yeah, why don't we just continue your story, Frank? I'm like, oh my gosh, another, like, two hours. Like, and so, <laughs> and I only got half a day, and she got, like, a day. And, but here it was. I had to sit there and just listen, intentionally listening, listening. That was good practice. And it had a good purpose and good outcome. But it's this, until we become intentional about listening, we will never become natural listeners. Mary's posture had a what, a how, and a where to it. The what was the listening. She was determined to listen. The where was right at Jesus' feet. Right at Jesus' feet. Mary did something very physical to be able to listen. She went, she got down to a place, a physical location. She changed her posture to be able to listen and so she could hear Jesus. There's a theory in, in being close, in proximity, in, in your position or your posture when you're listening. In fact, there's some of you, like these first two rows are empty because nobody likes to be really close, right? And then this second row is full. I bet you that there's just a theory that the people in the first three, four rows, uh, listen better on a Sunday morning. Would, I, would that be true? Maybe. And then those, sorry guys, I'm not like, but those are at the back, you know? And then if, then if there's someone sitting in the hallway and they're hearing me talk, like that's like further, further, it gets worse. Right. But if I, if I just come down here and I stop and I, here's the theory, right? So isn't this true? I'm really sorry. I don't know who I'm going to bug when I do this, but here's Louisa, right? So Louisa, how is it easier for you to pay attention to me right now? She's not even listening. She doesn't care. She can care less. She can care less. But that's just a theory, right? It's, it kind of works. It's this idea that your posture, your position, uh, what, what you're doing physically, how close you are, your proximity actually makes sense. It helps you listen. I, I, I was at a, a really short day and a half conference this week in Ontario, and I had the privilege of meeting uh, the director of Compassion Canada. His name is Barry. I, I don't want to say his last name. It's just a, a name that I can't say, remember at the moment, but Barry, great guy. And I, I saw him, um, and I've met him. I met him like really brief, briefly, but then after the evening session, we were all hanging out together, and he was there. So I, I, I went up to him and started to talk to him. And so as we're talking together, uh, I just loved hearing what he was saying. Wonderful heart, wonderful passion, uh, amazing leadership. But I was right beside a speaker. Like there was music because it was kind of like a little bit of an after party after the conference. And so the speaker's right there and I'm talking to Barry. So I'm listening. I'm trying to listen. I am listening. But like I just keep hearing this music in my left ear. So I'm like, okay. I said, Barry, could we just move? And so we literally, we moved like five feet away down a step. And all of a sudden it's like, boom. Okay, now I can focus and listen. Listen, because I wanted to hear what Barry said. This is the the Canadian Director of Compassion Canada. They serve hundreds and thousands of children all over the world. Uh, They do amazing work partnering with local churches and in countries, including Haiti. Um, And it was like, I wanted to hear. But I had to move to be intentional about my listening. 
The how of Mary was she sat down. She assumed this sitting position, this position of, of learning, this position of I'm ready to hear, this position of I'm curious. I want to understand. I, I don't want any other distractions here. I, I, I have this desire to hear everything that Jesus, you're going to say. So it was the how, the what, the where, the what, the where, and the how. And you know what that expressed? It expressed intentionality. It expressed intention. She had to be intentional to listen to Jesus' words. If you want something to be natural, you must first make it intentional. We get this. You get this. I understand this mostly at times with my kids. You know, my daughter, Julia, I'll talk with her sometimes. She's like, Dad, are you really paying attention? And I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm like, okay, just let me focus. Let me put whatever I have down in my hand. I sit down on the bed. Okay, Julia, now tell me. And then it's like, boom, I'm, she's smiling and laughing because that's just the case. She must tell me that like four times a week. But the longer I pay attention, the, natural, the more natural the listening becomes. The more intentional I get, the more natural the listening becomes. If we want to hear the voice of Jesus more naturally, we must absorb his words intentionally. If, if we want to discern the direction of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we must sit with him in prayer and ask him to lead us. If, if we want to hear God speak through the scripture, we must slow down enough as we're reading scripture or pick up scripture and, and just begin to absorb it and, and wait for, for the Lord to jump out into our minds and our hearts and then prayerfully meditate on that. You know, the first verse I shared about consider carefully how you will listen. I was just, I was just reading that day, Luke 10, uh, Luke, 8, Luke 8, and... Um, the text was not really about that phrase, but that phrase just jumped out at me. And I said, i got to stop here. i gotta, I got to sit and listen to this phrase about listening. The intentionality eventually turns to something more natural. And so this intentional listening is so vital. And it, you can apply it to, obviously, anything in your life. You can apply it to your relationships, to your work, to your friendships, family, um, to whatever. But it definitely applies to our relationship with God. And I want to just walk through a couple of things that Mary does. The first thing she does is she lets go. It's this idea that a posture of listening means letting go. It's this first step. Mary had this posture of surrender. She, she comes down to Jesus' feet and literally she just, she lets go. She's like, I'm giving everything up at this moment to hear these words, to pay attention to these words. And waiting for Jesus to speak. She's basically saying, I'm ready, I'm here, I'm open. And this is freeing because... When you surrender and just say, I'm going to listen, you're freed of all the other things that maybe can be just boggling your mind at the moment. Martha struggled with this, though. And Jesus actually tells her later in verse 41, he says, you are worried and upset about many things. You are worried and upset about many things. Now, I told you, some of you guys who got off the hook last week and said, I'm not on Facebook or TV or this or that, there's these kind of two areas that I bet many of us have struggled with. Jesus didn't say, Martha, like, you know, get off of Facebook because you're, and, you know, like, she didn't say, hey, stop watching the news or stop being worried about or stop, uh, you know, maybe listening. No, what does, she, what does he say? You are worried and upset about many things. I, I understand worry. My family um, has, uh, not my immediate family, but like the family that I came from has this like, practice of worry. <laughs> they, they were worry or worrying people. 
They would worry about stuff and you know, be concerned of something and, 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 and get all you know, um, caught up with some of the possible scenarios and what if this happened and what if that happened. And my grandfather was an amazing man. I loved him like crazy. I was so grateful that like, he, was, he was alive up until I was the age of 30. Uh, had great times with him, but he worried a lot. And I would see him, you know, not just contemplate with his hands and like kind of talking out loud, almost like talking to himself. And I mean, tons of people talk to themselves. But, but I could tell what he, was, he, was, he was anxious about all these possible scenarios in some circumstance. And he worried so much. And, and it was, I understood from family stories that a few of some of their greatest opportunities were missed because they worried. A few of their, maybe the moments they needed to make some important decisions were, were, were thwarted or detoured or maybe slowed down because they worried. His worry was an obstacle. Worry can paralyze us. Worry can, can create clutter in our life, right? Worry can distract us because it's not audible noise, but it's inner noise, right? It's noise in our life. Worry is like noise. And, and the idea of being upset is also noisy in our lives. It's not necessarily from outside. It's often from inside. Irritated people struggle to listen. It's true. Have you ever met a really irritated person, like an exaggerated, irritated person? It doesn't matter what you say or do. They're always responding to something or upset about something. Or, you know, why'd you put this here? Why'd you put that there? Or, I can't believe you said it this way. And you're like, oh my goodness, like, is there anything I can do right, right? And so that's an exaggerated, irritated person. But all of our irritations are like noise. They distract us. They distract us from reality. They often consume us. You, we, we get that. Why? Irritation frustrates us. It consumes us. We can be obsessed with it. And it can, it can literally in a moment, when we're overly irritated, literally in a moment, distract us from right, right in front of us. Because we got irritated with this or with that. I mean, people will walk into a room with full of potential for relationship, but the color on the wall just bugs the heck out of them. Right? And... They've just lost, they've lost right there. They can't embrace the moment. They can't listen to the conversation. They're like, that purple is just, can't even look. Can we just move to this side of the room, right? Um, Worry and irritation, it's inner noise. It's not outer noise, it's inner noise. It's clutter and distraction. Mary learned to let go, surrender. She also learned to be content with less in the moment. For her, the importance of that day was that Jesus was there. Wasn't how, gr- like, how good the watermelon looked on the table. But it's not that that's not important. It's important. But she was content with less. And Jesus actually tells Martha, few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Just a few things are needed, Martha. Mary was able to listen and to have a posture of listening because She was content with less. Martha's preoccupation with more distracted her. And our preoccupation with more, whether it's more stuff or more information or or maybe excess of detail, often can distract us. Now, for sure, someone will say, come on, Mary could have at least prepared the salad, right? Like, could she not have done... Now, we don't know. We don't know if she did anything. You know, we just know what happened in the moment. But we do know she had singular focus in that moment because she was content with less because something more important was in front of her, and that was Jesus. How often, ask yourself this question, 
How often does our excess, how often does our excess become extra noise in our lives? How often does the excess of, in our life, again, you consider what that excess means, but how often does the excess become extra noise in our lives? So intentional listening, the posture of listening is to learn to be content with less. Here's this other thing that Mary did. We can see from this moment. She reprioritized her opinions. What do I mean by that? She sat down to listen to this rabbi. I'm sure Mary had other opinions of things and grew up in a certain way. All of us, if you're over the age of 10, you have opinions. If you're over the age of 20, you have stronger opinions. If you have over the age of 30, you have even stronger opinions, right? Decades or years of life just were shaped in certain ways. And often our opinions can become the distraction to what's right in front of us to learn something new or fresh or even so vital. Mary, it seemed that she, in a sense, was able to keep her opinions light. Mary came into this as a learner and learners are good listeners. So when she sat at Jesus' feet, she's like, I'm interested in what you have to say. I'm going to keep my opinions right here, right in this little circle around me. I'm not going to let them out. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. She reprioritized her opinions. See, if we want to become attentive people, we have to hold our opinions lightly so we can hear better. It doesn't mean we ignore our opinions. It doesn't mean we let go of our convictions, unless they're not great convictions, but But if we want to hear better, we must become lighter in terms of our opinions. If we want to become attentive to God, we need to be open for our opinions to be challenged. I mean, you think everything that Jesus said just fit into Mary's worldview? You think everything Jesus said was like, Mary said, awesome, I already believe all these seven things. Let's, Let's check for the eighth. Jesus, if you're in with eight, I'm in, I'm following no, she, she was open, listening, saying, let me, I'm open to let my opinions be challenged. Because she knew who was sitting in front of her. And Mary, like all of us, had opinions. But she sat there knowing Jesus was worth listening to. Jesus' words were worth letting her opinions be challenged. I remember sitting in a community group a long time ago, and um, someone shared their story. We were just shared a little bit of their struggle. And uh, there was someone in the room who had a certain theological conviction about struggles and about, you know, if God allows struggles or puts struggles in our path or uses struggles or things like that. And this one person had a certain conviction about that. that and this other person was just sharing their story, like a struggle in their life that, that they felt God used to actually bring them closer to him. She, this person didn't say, God did this to me. Just, this person just said, God used this in my life. Well, here we are listening to this person share their story. And this one person, before anybody could say anything, before this, this person could even finish saying their story, this person with such conviction says, off. Oh, you don't believe God did that to you, do you? And everybody just shut up. Everybody's like, I don't know. What, well, did God do that to you? Did he not? Is this in the Bible? What do you think? And right in that moment, this person's opinion just closed this other person out. And really everybody else in the room. Now, I, I'm not going to take time to you know, delve into their opinion at the moment, but the point is that this person's opinion was more important than hearing this other person out or even being open to what might God be teaching me through this person's story 
or how they experience God or what God did in their life. No, the immediate, in fact, preemptive response was, you, you can't possibly think that. Think what? Now, again, we could take time on another topic to talk about all that. But even theological conviction, which is very important, we believe that here at Westside, and opinion can sometimes become, if we, depending how we hold it, a barrier to listening to other people's story and even a barrier to listening to God, to hearing God, as if all of my opinions are perfectly in line with God's. Mary somehow reprioritized her opinion. See, when you strategically quiet your opinions, and I say strategically because sometimes there are moments to share them, but when you strategically quiet your opinions, you're not ignoring them. You're posturing yourself to hear God and others more clearly. Mary seemed to, to do that. So we can all become like we can all become intentional about our intentiveness. We can let go and surrender. We can be content with less. We can hold opinions loosely. But I want to consider one of the most intentional things Mary did. It's who she listened to. We're going to bring this to a close with this. Who she listened to. And here's this verse again. And I chose this week not to teach on another text, but to just listen a little bit more closely to this text. And sometimes that's just being intentional leads to being more natural, even with the scriptures. But listen to what, what Jesus says there. It says that, or what, that Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Here's the key in this. Mary determined to hear from Jesus. She determined the source that, would, that she would listen to in that moment. That's that last idea. She, deter, she determined the source. She sat at Jesus' feet and listened to his words. She determined the source. She sat there. And she determined that he would be the ultimate source of learning for her in that moment and that, that she would listen to everything that he said. She determined in that moment that Jesus would be the source. She basically said, Jesus has something to teach me. I have something to learn from Jesus. And you know what that points to? That points to the lordship of Jesus. That's, that's a, a little metaphor right there, what Mary's doing, to what the Bible, to what the scriptures say in, in greater form, that Jesus is Lord of the universe, that he is worth listening to, that he's Lord, that we listen and follow him, that he has the authority, and we trust his authority for our lives. That even when he, he points us, as we read the scriptures and, and get a sense of his heart, and he points us in a way that maybe even culture seems to be different, we say, wait a second, I trust the lordship of Jesus. I trust his authority. I'm going to listen to what he says. Mary determined the source of what she was listening to and who she was listening to. So let me ask you this. Is, to you, is Jesus worth listening to? Is Jesus worth listening to? Because some of us say, I believe in Jesus, but... Believing in Jesus is vital. But some people believe in Jesus, but don't listen to Jesus. Some people believe in Jesus, but ignore his words. Some people worship Jesus, but they don't listen to him. Right? Some people serve Jesus, but they don't listen to him. Is Jesus worth listening to? Is he worth listening to? Mary believed so. 
That's the question we need to answer. Is Jesus worth listening to? Of course, if he's worth listening to, he's worth exploring, getting to know, and following. If you've never put your faith in Christ, the beginning of listening, listening is such a great beginning. But what happens sometimes is people who have listened to Jesus and then, oh, found out something just so beautiful and true about him and put their faith and trust in him, something happens. They walk through life and they get distracted and other things kind of come in the way and they start listening to other things. And all of a sudden they believe in Jesus, they serve Jesus, they're on a ministry team at church, they worship Jesus, they have worship music in their car, but they don't listen to him. They don't pause and stop and listen to him. Is Jesus worth listening to? And here's this amazing promise that Jesus gives Mary when she intentionally let go, right? When she intentionally listened to him, when she determined the voice, look, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Here's this promise that goes with the posture. And, 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 and what we can just say about that briefly is, Jesus saying, your listening is not wasted. You taking the time and and posturing yourself to listen, it will not be wasted. There will be fruit from this. There will be growth from this. There will be change and transformation from this. There will be relationship from this listening. There will be hope that grows in your heart from this listening. Jesus promises, Mary, your posture today, it will not be taken away from you. Your, your decisive, intentional act to listen to me will not be void, will not be wasted. There will be fruit. There will be fruit. So my encouragement to all of you, and I'm preaching to myself first. So whoever told me that last week is true. Let's learn to listen. Let's learn to be attentive. Obviously to everyone and other things around us in our lives, we want to become better listeners, but ultimately to determine the source of who will influence us the most. And posture ourselves towards listening to Jesus. Because Jesus promises it won't be wasted. You will grow. You will learn. You will find joy and hope and promise in that. So here's, here's my homework for us this week, all right? So it's a little altered, but it has some, some uh, overlap. And so I still, want, I still want us to consider the silence. Every day, five minutes of silence. And... The five minutes of silence where we just literally, and I told you last week, you know, get, get like an alarm clock, something, a timer, that, so you're not worried about the time. You're like, oh my goodness, is it one minute? Is it three minutes? Is it four? You know, what happened? And all of, you know, you're thinking, is my afternoon gone? No, just put five minutes on, your, on, a, on some kind of a, a watch or you know, your phone or something, and then just put it away from you, and then just be silent for five minutes. And, and I invite you to use this phrase, Jesus, still me. Jesus, still me. The scriptures tell us, be still and know that I am God. So we're inviting God. God, would you still my heart? Jesus, would you still my mind so I can be silent here? And then I'm going to ask you to to do something a little differently. and, And I want you to think about this because as you read scripture this week... As you read scripture this week, and maybe some of you have a scripture reading plan or you're reading through a book of the Bible, or maybe I would encourage you, if you're not, to take Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42... And, and here's, uh, this is what I want you to do. I want you to like take, when, when you read the Bible, I would like you to literally, I, would, I want you to just sit on the floor and sit, something just changed for me right now. I feel very awkward doing this in front of you. That obviously changed. But, um, but there's some, like, 
I love this metaphor, this image. Mary sat at Jesus' feet. You know, when I, when I stand over somebody and talk to them, not intentionally, but it just happens if I'm there and they're sitting and I'm standing or they're at a desk, and I, it's one thing. But when you are sitting, you crouch down lower and you begin to listen to that person face to face, or you even get lower and you say, I'm going to take in everything you have to say. So when you read scripture this week, could you do something? Could you like sit on the floor? Literally, just sit on the floor. If, it's, if you're there for 5, 10 minutes, 15 minutes how, how, or longer, how long you take with that, sit on the floor. And, and just intentionally, physically, remember, what we do intentionally eventually becomes natural, right? Intentional listening, listening eventually becomes natural listening. So there's nothing magical about sitting on the floor. There's nothing more spiritual. You know, don't tell your other Christian friends, hey, at our church, we sit on the floor when we read scripture. You know, we're better than you. And uh, there's no verse for that. I don't know. But, but the posture, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get down to this level because the source that I'm, I'm feeding off of Jesus, he's, I trust him. I want to listen to everything he has to say. And I want to absorb everything he has to say and tell me. So I'm going to sit under him in a sense. I'm going to sit under him, sit at his feet. And I want to be taught by him. And, and I, I trust that even that physical posture will do something in your heart that opens you up to hear Jesus in a fresh way, to pray in a different way, to listen in a different way, to learn and grow in a different way. And a posture of trust. Jesus, I trust your authority. I'm sitting under you. I want to hear what you have to tell me. And, and slow it down. So do the, let's do the silence and let's sit as we absorb the scriptures this week. All right? Let's pray. Father, all of us here are sitting down. And we declare that even this position right now, this posture that we are in, it is our declaration of trust to you. It's our declaration of trust to you. And we're telling you, God, in this moment, in our sitting position, that you are above us and that we determine you to be the source of our lives and that we want to hear from you. Lord, may we truly hear you in fresh ways in the next coming days and weeks. May you teach us through Luke 10 and in other ways that you desire to help us to learn how to listen to you. And then God, as an overflow of that, may you humble our hearts with all the confidence we have of our faith in you, with all just the amount of joy and promise we have in the scripture. May that not lead us to arrogance, but may it lead us to humility that as we listen and learn from you, that that would overflow in how we listen to others. May we hear people in fresh ways this week. May we even hear through their words. May we discern their pain. May we understand their needs. May we catch something in their conversation that gives us a clue about them that we, we have missed before. And give us the courage to respond in some way that you might lead us. But may that come out of a genuine heart of a listener of attentiveness, God. 
God, may we see something fresh around us this week in our, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our families. May we see with fresh eyes because we're listening better. And then we ask for your Holy Spirit to help us to discern and filter and interpret and then respond as you lead us, God. We pray this way because we trust you. We love you and your Lord. And I pray for some today that maybe are just at the start of what this might look like or what this might mean. And there's something in them even now that, that is, 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 is demonstrating a longing for, they don't even know how to describe it, but there's a longing for this kind of wholeness and joy that can come by putting their lives in you, in Jesus. Lord, I pray for them in this moment that you would give them the faith to trust you and give their lives to you and call you Lord. And may we be a community that help all of us grow in that. In Christ's name we pray, amen.